hello, hello, and good day to all of our lovely, lovely Lagalitas. There's a reason I'm starting this podcast with such a positive energy today, and that is because, bro, 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 it's episode 20. Yeah, I honestly, I, I can't move. believe it. 20 episodes. Uh, it's crazy. It's crazy. 20. You know, like. To say we've recorded 20 episodes just feels like incredible. It's real. Like, this is something that we're doing now. We're a podcast. We're a pod. Now. Like, it, it's, yeah. And is it top percentile now? Top right? percentile, exactly. Most podcasts. I think the stat is that um, tw- like 80% of podcasts fail after two episodes. After two? After Fucking two. Hell. Of that remaining 20%. Yeah. 80 of those fail before they reach episode 20. Right. So we are surpassing it. Boy, you know, yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Like, it's crazy stuff. Honestly, like, yeah, thank you to all of the, you who have been like supporting us. Like, it's been it's been great. Especially the day ones who've been there since uh, the um, the wobbly first episode. Trust me, yeah. trust me. You know, like, yeah, we we've given you uh, guys a shout out, but plenty more shout outs to come. We are growing slowly. It's great to see. It's really motivating. But yeah, like it just feels good. Like obviously our mindset now has completely changed. We've got some exciting stuff for you guys coming over the next kind of few episodes. Um, just in general. I think our episodes are just going to be better. We're going to be leveling up. We uh, will be introducing some new segments, uh, just some twists and turns that you probably wouldn't have expected to see from us. Big things on the way. Big things, Big on, things the way. on the way. Yes, but bro, I think, you know, with that in mind, I think we really need to toast to this episode. And there's only one way we do it on Larger Than Life. Beer of the week time. Beer of the week. Beer of the week. Yeah. Uh, so today we've got a special one. Give me a drum roll for episode 20, by the way. Our episode 20 beer is... 61 Deep, Pale Ale. <laughs> Not gonna lie, I picked it up, completely forgot the name of it. 61, uh, 61 deep. deep. Let's peel off the um, the half price sticker. That's, <laughs> <laughs> That's not the reason I chose it. <laughs> um, so 61 Deep, Pale Ale, 4.1%. Um, the description for this one is, uh, it's Marston's Brewery, first of all. Um, so the newest brew on the Burton Block. 61 meters, that's the depth of the well at the brewery that gives this refreshing pale ale its name. The five American and Australian hops give it its fresh, zesty aroma, whilst the tropical fruit and citrus notes make it extremely drinkable. Dive in. And then it says the sweet rating is two out of five. That was a cute voice crack. Oh, easy now. (laughs) That was sweet. Still going through puberty, guys. Um, And then the food matching. Apparently, it goes well with spicy chili, uh, Mexican food, and fruity desserts such as a lemon tart. Um, So, yeah, mate, let's let's dive right in. Cheers to episode 20. Cheers, man. To episode 20. Oh, that's all right. That's quite nice. It's, we love the citrus ones mm, at Lager Than do, Life. We do. That's all right. We do. We love the zesty ones. Oh, Pause. Oh, it's not. It t- it does taste like it's got, it's not super citrusy. I'd probably give it like a seven, my gut feeling 7.25. I think we've had similar, we've had similar beers that have liked this. Which have reached the more eights and the nines, like the sort of citrus IPA. I don't think it's it's one of the weaker ones of that scale. But I think in terms of like the broad roster of beers we've had, I think it's it's decent. Okay, seven point two five. No, nah, no, nah, you have to stick. It has to be a point five. Oh yes, <laughs> the decimals are going to be crazy on. Uh, I'm giving it a seven point five. You're going to give it. Yeah, a 7.5. yeah, definitely. Wow. Okay, fine. But I'm not yeah. going to lie. After having a second sip. I'm not a fan of the aftertaste. It's really? kind of bitter for me. Mm. So I'm actually going to go for a 6.5. 6.5. I'm actually not. I'm actually going to go for a six. 6. Oh, shit. So what's that? This then? is our biggest disparity. 
on a six. So you rent seven point five. Seven point six. six. Now I'm rethinking. Now I'm. No, I'm going. I'm sticking with my guns. I like it. Seven point five. Yeah. So I'm going for six. So that's a six point seven five. Six point seven five. Six point seven five. You heard Decent. it here. Sixty-one deep. Um, Drinkable, but not going to blow your socks off. No, not at all. Sixty-one deep. There's also a, um, a picture of a diver on here, which you know is a bit too soon. Also, the description. 61 meters, that's the depth of the well of the fuck off. That's bollocks. <laughs> Absolute lies. It should be called 61 lies. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, bollocks. Yeah, like, yeah, that's rubbish. But uh, no, whatever. Like, look, 61 deep is cool. 6.75. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. That's good. Yeah, cool. Um, try it if you want. It's, I don't think you're missing much. But uh, if it's half price, why not get it? Yeah, it's yeah, probably the reason yeah. it was half price. Yeah. <laughs> Facts. All right, cool. So guys, um, I'm just quickly gonna want to start off with something I did quite recently. So recently I went to Italy. I know I mentioned it to you, but we didn't really talk about it. So yeah, I'm just gonna get into it because guys, I have like I've got a recommendation. This is something you need to do in Italy. In Italy. Okay, go. On. Okay, so here's what you do. What you're gonna do is you're gonna book a return flight to Rome, right? If you pick your timing right, 105 pounds okay. from Rome. You are then going to get the train to um, Atigliano, which is about an hour away on the train. Yeah, the train system is very efficient. Okay. That return ticket, I think, is like 20 euros. But straight there, one way is like 12 euros. Super reasonable, right? You get the train to Atigliano. Then you're going to get a bus or a ferry up to a town called Giove. It's in the Umbria region. Okay. And it's really, really easy to get there. And it is beautiful. Basically, what you can do in Giove is you can see this castle. There's a castle called the Palazzo Ducate at O Castello. Apologies if I'm butchering this. Probably have. It's, a, it's this castle, which is amazing. It's only recently opened up to the public. It's huge. It's got amazing rooms. Really, really recommend it. Beautiful. You're quite high up as well because Giove is like on a hill. So you get this beautiful view nice. of the region of Umbria. Just lots of like olive trees and fields and stuff like that. Amazing. Then you are going to go to a restaurant which has just recently opened. It's called the Chive de Sapori Restaurante. The Chive de, de Sapori Restaurante. Guys, this food was it was amazing, right? The chef is so good that the owners of the restaurant actually recruited him from a restaurant in Tuscany. They said, no you're way. so good, we need you to come they work moved for them us. Over. And they moved them over. Shit. And he's just like running the restaurant now and the food is honestly incredible. Then, if you're thinking like, oh, like what then? Yeah? Guys, just fucking stay there, honestly. Stay in Hotel Umbria. It's right next to Tigliano Station. They've got really, really helpful breakfast, um, really, really helpful staff, a continental breakfast. Uh, there's a pool and uh, you can stay there for like £65 per night. That's really reasonable. Yeah, And yeah, it's yeah. amazing. It's amazing. Really? So, listen, if you're going to Rome, you need to do what I said. You know, I'm looking... go- you know I'm going to Rome early September? Bro, you with, gotta... the, with the boys. Listen, you got to do this, I'm telling you. Really? A hundred percent. Bro, something I didn't mention about the restaurant. Sorry. They've got like a wine bar. Okay. Like underground, basically. So, it's super fucking cool. It's just like, they've done it up so nicely. Awesome. Um, the architecture's like great in there. And um, yeah, the reason I just recommend it is because... 
if Rome is quite expensive, so if you're looking for something relatively yeah, cheap, yeah, to do, sixty-five a night. De- that's good really value, decent, yeah. Really, really decent room. And what well. is like food-wise? Is it like is it pasta focused? No. Nah, is it not, like all sorts? Like you get pasta, but you get all sorts all of other sorts, stuff. Okay. Yeah. In the Umbria region, there's I wouldn't say there's like loads of pasta in okay. the different restaurants you go to, but this restaurant does have pasta and it's good. Okay, nice. So yeah, oh, highly, insane. highly recommend it, mate. I'm adding that to the list. Add that to the list. I'm only, I'm only in Rome for like. Four days? Oh, you should definitely do this. Really? Is that really? Honestly, bro, of course. I've what? never been to Rome before, though. I've not, like, is there not, like... What's there to do in Rome? Bro, like, the sightseeing, the Colosseum. Okay. Everyone Vatican. who brags about sightseeing, yeah, let's just talk about this, because, <laughs> like, you can actually knock most of that stuff off in a day, right? You line to- bike, you get a line bike, you just scoot around, and you tick things off your list, and you yeah. get Colosseum, seen it, Vatican, seen it. Okay, Vatican, maybe you need like half a day for. Okay. Coliseum, if you want to go for a tour inside, again, maybe half a day. Yeah. Probably need to pre-book your tickets because the queues are long. Yeah. But that's pretty cool. Apparently like, there's would... like, catacombs as well in, in Rome. Apparently, so, like, that's written. They do like a whole... We were, like, researching stuff to do there. And apparently, like, underneath Rome, there's all these fucking tunnels and stuff. And, like, caverns. We 100% want to do that. All right, cool, fine. So you're two yeah. days sightseeing. Yeah, you're there yeah. for four days, right? Coliseum, go, get a quick pick, whatever. Then you go to Fountain Trevi. All right, cool. It's like this impressive fountain, like whatever. Do you know what I mean? Sightseeing can like realistically be done next. When I went to New York, literally, I ran out of things to do, and I loved it because really? like, you do all the sightseeing so yeah. easily. The subway's there. I literally, to burn time, I decided to walk places instead of taking you had too much time. I had too yeah. much time, and I was there That's for like mad. five days. Did everything in two days. That's great. I say everything, but like everything in terms of all the main sites. Same as Rome. You can do it all in like a day and a half. Yeah. Okay, that's good to look. It's not too big, is it, Rome? No. Man, I'm so excited. No. And the public transport's actually sick. Really? Yeah, it's contactless and everything. Yeah. Sick. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Monzo, just ping it. I yeah. love that. Yeah, yeah, I'm so excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to love it. A bit that. weird with that. I said to like people, oh, yeah, I'm doing like a, a trip with, I was like going to Rome in September. And they're like, oh, yeah, with your girlfriend. I was like, no, nah, with the boys. And they're like, Bit of a weird, weird boys trip. I was like, no, nah, fuck it. Why is that like, weird boys trip? Yeah, I was like, you know, Rome is supposed to be such a fun city. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah apparently the nightlife's actually really. Good. We want to just do like shit in the day, but also like be loose and get loose in the evening. And like, I'm, I'm excited, man. Yeah, yeah it's gonna yeah. be sick. Fine. It's be good. Yeah, I think it would be good. But yeah, yeah there you go, guys. So, that's something I knew I want to bring in. I want to start bringing in some more travel. Yeah, tips, mate. People tips, appreciate that. Tricks. But yeah, so check it out. But yeah, man, that was my little rant. Love that. Um. Just quick, I went to watch a film over the weekend. Okay. So I went to watch the new Indiana Jones mm. and the Dial of Destiny. Okay. The fifth Indiana Jones film with Harrison Ford, who's 84, I think 84 years old. Yeah, he's fucking he's old. He's mid-80s, he's right? old as shit. He's old as shit, right? And um, Be- I'm... Before you get into it, yeah. I just want to confirm. The last indie film was that Indiana Jones and the Crystal Soul? And that was 2008. It was fucking ages ago. I remember Ages ago, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was old then. <laughs> <laughs> I remember like the discourse then was like, yeah, this guy's fucking old. Yeah, like, yeah, is, yeah, yeah, um, And now he's even older, right? Yeah. Uh, and I'm, like, I'm a massive, like... I'm a, I fucking love Indiana Jones. Like, that shit was my childhood. Mm. Temple of Doom. People hate on it. I think it's underrated. I think it's a banging film. Mm. Um, so like, I grew up on these films. And you know what? Like, the trailers like wowed me i was like this actually could be sick and they got um uh what's it called uh, james mangold who's like a really really great director he directed ford v ferrari he directed logan 310 to yuma like if you're not going to get steven spielberg he's your he's your guy right okay so the excitement levels for indiana jones were high right so then lucasfilm decided we're going to preview this a month early at the Cannes film festival right and usually what this does, like in the, in the movie industry, you like preview films at the festivals, it generates that early buzz and you say like, oh, this got like a 
10 minute standing ovation it sort of creates the early buzz and then when that film actually launches for everyone else like everyone goes to watch it right so they, they preview it at can right reviews come out it's like 55 percent on rotten tomatoes like people were not enjoying it people were like it's bad the action's not good and then like suddenly all this hype for this film just deflated like a balloon you know what, give, just give out. me a sec I think I think it's gone up since. There's been more reviews since it's properly launched. But like, no. But let's get one thing straight because you talk about Rotten Tomatoes and say the people didn't. Rotten Tomatoes is for critics. Yeah, it's for critics. Yeah, so yeah. So it's only I the critics say that's who saw reflective it. Reflective of the people. No, but as in like, but the, uh, when those early reviews came out, oh, okay, fine. The excitement levels for this film just dropped, right? Okay, fine. Um, and this film cost three hundred million to make. Right, this film was expensive as fuck. Budget. Bearing in mind the original ones, a lot of it was practical. It wasn't that expensive. It was like a, it was like a cheap follow up to Star Wars. Once Star Wars had released, they're like, oh, let's do something similar and pulpy. Um, and this came out right and it opened to sixty million dollars in the weekend, right? To give you context, Spider-Verse was double that, mm. right? And like, um, the, like the last Indiana Jones film was double that, right? So like, this is absolutely flopped. It's not going to break even. It might be one of the biggest flops of the year. So then I was like, obviously all this bars, my excitement, I, I learned my expectations going in. And my sort of general consensus of this film um, is, I think Indy 5, it's, it's okay, but it's not great. And it's nowhere near as good as it should have been. So like the film starts off and it's um, a flashback sequence, right? to well end of world war Two, and you've got a young indiana jones right um, and he's been captured by nazis it's a very sort of classic indie s- situation he's in they take him he's got this, he's got this bag on his head and then they, they pull it off right and you see a de-aged harrison ford right but very good mind, this is one of the first shots of your film dude his face looks so rubbery <laughs> mate this guy he looked like he's it was so really? so bad like i feel like deep fakes are so good now that I don't know why they use deep fakes and not deep. Like, they use de aging and not deep fake, and like they take his thing. And you're like the sequence itself is insane. It's like 20 minutes. It's like this high speed chase on a train, and it's like really exciting. And it's like old school Indiana Jones. But like every time it cut to a close up of Harrison Ford's face, it just looked so weird. And then the most off putting part, they didn't change his voice. So you've got old man gravelly Harrison Ford. You know, you've got his old like voice with young with his young face and it was just like off-putting and like it was such mixed emotions because on one hand i'm like wow this is like a really great sequence i'm loving this i'm into this and then it would cut and you just see his like weird rubbery face like a video game character and it would just suck me right out the film so like it started off with that and i was like okay do you know what i can i can go with it and then the film goes on and i think the main for me the main problem with this film is do you know phoebe waller bridge no so she played Fleabag. You you might recognise it, but she played, she wrote and starred in Fleabag, which is a big hit um, BBC show. Really, really good. And she basically plays Indiana Jones's goddaughter, who's this kind of like scoundrel. She's like you can't really trust her, and like she was just so miscast. And you just I didn't buy her as like an action hero. I didn't really buy like she wasn't very likable. And like they the, most of the film they're just like bickering this whole time, and you're just like. Oh, it was just, and that that was a big dynamic of the whole film, and it was just she just got really, really irritating towards the end. But I think the main problem of this is like he's so old, he obviously can't do any of the stunts and stuff. But there's ways of working around that. Like the biggest crime of this film, have you seen the Indiana Jones films? By the way, have you seen any of them? Yeah, I've seen. So, um, yeah. So there was one, um, the Temple of Doom. Yeah. You've got a character called Short Round, who's the little Asian kid, right? Okay. Played by Kihi Kwan, and we talked about him because he was in Everything Ever All at Once. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and he had like a real dry spell in his career. Then he won an Oscar, right? Mm. 
the biggest missed opportunity is not getting him back to play an older short round, right? Have him team up. He can do some of the more action-heavy set pieces. Team him up with Harrison Ford. And that could have been such... That would have like that would have made billions, man. It would have been such a good premise. And they really missed out on doing that. And instead, they just get Phoebe Waller-Bridge, who's just playing her Fleabag character. And it's just really unlikable and really annoying. Mm. Um, and like... I don't know. Like, the film was okay. And you could sense it tried to sort of capture that Indiana Jones magic. But it just, like... It just felt really, it just felt a little bit flat for me. And like the ending is one of the most anti I think it's got one of the most anticlimactic third acts I've ever seen. It just ends. Like it's, it, I, I want, I want you to see it so we could like, I could rant to you. Like, I don't yeah. know. I don't want to get into spoilers and stuff, but I just think like, yeah, it's just not. And also, sorry, one final rant I've got to say about this, it. right? So 2015, The Force Awakens comes out, mm. right? Um, it's similar to Dark Destiny. It's the first Star Wars film that had come out in, you know, 10 years, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Harrison Ford comes back, right? And he plays Han Solo. Han Solo has divorced from his wife, mm. right? And he's basically lost his son, right? And he's sort of like a little bit of a shell of his former self, right? What happens when I watch, when I start watching Indiana Jones, right? Harrison Ford comes up, he's grumpy, he's an alcoholic, he's divorced from his wife, and he's lost his son, right? You've just done exactly the same thing for another character that Harrison Ford's playing. It's like fucking... People don't want to see a miserable old version of a former 80s action hero. Like, Tom Cruise proved that, like, with Top Gun Maverick, you can have the character still be the same character that they were in the 80s. You don't have to make them, like, a deconstructed, miserable versions of what they used to be before. Yeah. And, like, people don't want to see that. And I think that's why it's flopped. Is like, it one where he, like, reluctantly, like, got back into Yeah, like, it's, oh, it's the like, classic, like, you no, know, yeah. yeah. There's no need for that. Yeah. It could just be that, like, he's getting on with his life, he's happy. And he gets sucked in. And he gets sucked in and he's happy to be... Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the film starts, right? Mm. And you've got Indiana Jones and he's drinking whiskey mm. and he's like drug, he's alcoholic. There's a party going on next door. He grabs his baseball, he's in his underwear and he's this old 80-year-old man and he's banging on the door be like, keep the noise down. It's like, dude, the biggest hurdle of this film is that Indiana Jones is old, right? Why are you trying to make him more miserable and more old than he like he could be? Like, he could have been this... I just think they've like... The fi- and you know I feel like I'm shitting on this film there were some like really fun set pieces and it was like cool to like see him back and you know what like, for a mid- guy in his mid 80s he's looking alright right he's looking alright but I just think some of the narrative choices that they made kind of made this film film just feel not as fun and just felt a little bit flat um, yeah but do you feel like maybe you feel so strongly about this film being yeah. not so great because is, is that because or uh, it's in the context of watching the other what you're expecting maybe I, I was never expecting it to be like as good as the original three you're yeah. not it's not going to be if he's mid, mid 80s there's obviously certain but like there's a different approach that they could have made with it and I just think the decisions they made like he's a damsel in distress for like the whole third act he's like caught and like other people are do, like doing all the action and stuff and it's like I just think they've you can still be old but like proactive in your own film and I just feel like they sort of they seem to just have made him a little bit more of a secondary character, which is a real shame. But mm. yeah, that is a shame. Um, but yeah, Indiana Jones. Let us know what you thought in the comments. Yeah, yeah, um, for sure. But yeah, um, you haven't but, told it to me. Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> I feel like we talk about a lot of films and I just shit on them. And you then you think, yeah, do. I'm not gonna watch that. You do. One day you'll be a film critic. Um, one I'm day. Looking forward to that. One day. Um, our next story: some big news, Sarah, mm. on the um, in the tech space. Yeah. So. Oh yeah. Obviously, with everything going on with, you know, Elon Musk and Twitter and stuff, Instagram have stepped up. So Instagram have got a a history of, let's say, borrowing or stealing other people's ideas, right? Um, so 
do you remember back in 2013, do you remember Vine? Yeah. So Vine came out. Within six months, Instagram does a video player. Because before that, they used to just be photos, photos right? Yeah. Um, and then do you remember Snapchat? Do you remember the first time they uploaded the, they added the stories feature? Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you remember yeah. that? And I was like, wow, what a... Gr-. I, I literally remember doing it. I was like, that's a great feature. That's going to change everything, right? Within six months... Was it within six months? Within six months, Instagram stories. That's crazy. They copied it. And I remember when Instagram stories started, I was like, who's even going to fucking story on Instagram? No one. Like, now everyone does that's, it. Now story, you think you say story and it's just synonymous with Instagram yeah, now. Facts. It's like you don't think about Snapchat anymore. I completely and forgot. And they invented the fucking feature. Yeah, yeah, why, yeah. Why didn't they patent that? Surely you can patent stuff like that. Um, the other one, TikTok started blowing up in 2020, 2021, right? What happens? Instagram Reels, yeah. right? <laughs> right? So Instagram Reels and it's that classic like there's no end, you just keep scrolling, the 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 content fills up the whole screen, completely copied that, right? Um Snapchat with their AR filters, you know, the bunny ears, the little cat thing, right? What does Instagram do? Copies it, right? Um the Discover feed, that was originally a Snapchat feature, right? And then when Instagram realized, oh shit, people on like the home feed like on their on their home feed are not going to be scrolling as much. Shit, let's do a discover feature so that they can never stop scrolling. So they copy that from Snapchat, right? Um, and now, with everything going on with Twitter um, and everything going on with Elon Musk, him firing all his staff, Instagram very like quickly have launched Threads, yeah, which is a blatant Bro, copy. Like it, it is Twitter. It's Twitter. They should call it Instagram Twitter. Like, it is exactly the same thing, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly and they um, they did this like quite clever thing where they said. If you basically search threads on the um, on your Instagram search bar, it comes up with a little card at the end. And if you tap that card, it it basically came up with a secret message being like, "Here's your link to like pre-download the app." Uh, and they've done very, something very clever of where all your followers for Instagram are copied straight over to your threads. And guess how many people have signed up in the first twenty-four hours? How many? Thirty million users in that, the first twenty-four hours. That's insane, mate. Like Twitter's dead. I actually think it is R.I.P. Twitter. It is like I and I usually usually would always take like oh Instagram copying. I would always take it with a pinch of salt. But like people who are on who are active on Twitter have so many issues with Twitter as it is. And now this has come that mate, that's it. It's I think dead. like the only thing that it's not going to have that Twitter has is that Twitter has like all the explicit inappropriate stuff. That's well, threads not, a, not have that. Nah, threads is going to be like controlled and it's going to be more controlled. Hundred percent, hundred percent. But it literally is exactly the same as Twitter. I actually think I prefer the interface of of threads. Of threads. Mate, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, I can't lie. <laughs> that <like>. was quick, yeah. <laughs> bro. I can't lie. Like, are you, were you are you were you active on Twitter before? No, nah, I wasn't. It, when I was younger, yeah, but then yeah. I haven't been in in years. I was, yeah, I was the were same. You? And like, th- you know what? The interesting thing about Twitter is that it was like the slowest growing like social media in comparison to the others. Like, it didn't. It wasn't getting like new users like Instagram and like TikTok are. The growth was slowing, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was stagnant for years. That's the thing. It was like people who use Twitter have been using Twitter. Yeah. Whereas obviously Threads now was like new. But and it's um, exciting. Like I, I had Twitter when I was fifteen. Used it for a few months. Never looked at it again. Even yeah. I've got Threads now. Yeah, really? Yes, <laughs> like, I don't. I just saw it. I was like, fuck it. I'll download it. Yeah, fair. I don't know yeah. if I'm gonna. I might just use it on our. Um, so. Just uh, guys, follow us on Threads. Yeah, yeah, we've got Threads. Um, and if you're on Twitter, unfollow us on Twitter and just follow us on Threads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, no, as in like, I don't know if I'll actually use it on my personal. I'll definitely yeah. be using it for the log and life account. 
Definitely. Have we posted at all on that? Yeah, we posted. Oh, um, nice. Yeah, we posted. Did, so, any, did anyone like it? Either? No. <laughs> no. Baby step, Sarah. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I, I made a really funny thread today. And D- did you? I posted it and I don't think anyone's liked it. I thought it was so funny. They've just not seen it yet, mate. They've you know what? It Fuck it. I'm actually going to say it now. Okay. So, threads, yeah. Obviously, it's new and exciting. So, we're seeing like a... Like, more and more people are signing up, including celebrities and stuff. So I'm just saying now, yeah, if Heady1 does not make his username Thready1 on threads, <laughs> I'm going to be so upset. I'm actually going to be disappointed because I can't think of anything more Heady1 than, like, doing Thready1. Yeah, he's just... It works. It works. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'll actually be so disappointed. The username writes itself. Thready1. That's what I'm saying, yeah. man. So yeah, if you if you see Heady One with the username Thready One, you know where it is. You know where it came from. 100%. Yeah, yeah, and you're welcome. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you know what? This is it's quite interesting. I, w- I wonder, like, it's funny that this Zuckerberg versus Elon Musk stuff <laughs> came out before. Like, I wonder if, like, like what? What? Do you know that, like, the story behind all this, like, Elon yeah, Musk? Yeah, the origin story of like this yeah, fight? Yeah, like, where where does it come from? Elon Musk. Someone tweeted, and yeah. then it was. I forgot who tweeted first. It was either Zuckerberg or Musk tweeted. Must have been. Yeah. Must have been Elon Musk. Saying they should have a, like a cage fight. And I think like the other person responded. I think Elon Musk tweeted it. And Zuckerberg then responded Replied. to be like calm. Because it's such an Elon thing to do to tweet that. But yeah. That is so Elon. But you know, you know, like, you know, I, re- I saw the headline. I was like, there's no way. Like, Elon Musk would just crush him. He's like, look at the size of him compared to Zuckerberg. Zuckerberg does jujitsu. Jujitsu. He's like on a massive like training regimen. The guy's a fucking machine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, wa- pro- he's probably killed seven men. <laughs> um, I thought, I've seen videos, and of he's younger than Elon Musk. I think he'll destroy him. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I've seen some of his fights, and he's actually like not bad. I mean, obviously, he's not great. I'm not saying sign him up to the UFC. Yeah, I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just sign him up now. No, no, no. But I'm just saying, like, he's not, he's not, he's not bad at all. Guess who they're doing it? The fucking Coliseum. That is actually Bro, so funny. I think I think they like the Italian minister's like giving it the okay. I heard it was the fucking Italian government who reached out yeah. to them to be like, no, like, you guys should do this at the Coliseum. Dude, it's which like is so funny. Bringing back gladiators. This is what I'm except saying. Except they're tech millionaires. This is what I'm saying. It's actually so funny because the historic thing behind the Coliseum is that that's where gladiators used to have their battles. Isn't it where gladiators used to fight like lions and shit? Like there was all sorts going on in the Coliseum. It has been unused I'm and used purely for tourism. And now it's come full circle. And then literally, it almost suggests to me so that this is going to be brutal. Be what so if it's good. like a fight to the death? Actually, there's, there's no other choice. It has to be a fight to it the death. It has to it be a fight to, to the death? Yeah. It actually kind of has to be. like <laughs> One platform to rule them all. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah. It's just like ridiculous. It was on the front page of the Evening Standard yesterday. Did did any did you did anyone else like look at that headline? I was like, I genuinely thought it was a piss take. Of course, take. I thought it was a piss take. I thought it was like you know like the Onion who do like fake headlines. I was like, oh yeah, that's a joke. And then like I saw it on like Sky News, and I was like, oh for fuck's sake! Listen, <laughs> what timeline are we living in, man? Like, you know where this all came from, right? There's YouTube YouTuber boxing, boxing that yeah. started this. It's so weird. And thank goodness for YouTube boxing, really, because yeah. like. YouTube boxing, right? We've had this discussion before. Every a lot of people who are hardcore boxing fans aren't a fan of YouTube boxing. However, it's allowing rivalries to be settled physically, which is just like fucking jokes, really. It's like, great. 
We're seeing Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg <laughs> buy it. I can't wait. I've already said I know which bar I want to go to for that. Going to the sports bar. I'm coming. Can I come? Time. Yeah, of course, Mate, bro. I'm, I'm there. Getting, I'm there. Like, yeah, I'm going to oh, put a bet so on. Funny. I'm betting on... I'm going to bet on Musk, I reckon. Well, um... Because the odds will be better. And I feel like Musk can, might... Can I read you a really funny tweet that um, Elon like, Musk tweeted? Go, go, go. So this is in response to the, um, the Coliseum fight. So he tweeted... I have this great move that I call the walrus, <laughs> where I just lie on top of my opponent and do nothing. <laughs> have, he tweeted that. Have you seen a picture of him, by the way? Top he looks like a walrus. Yeah, yeah. He, he's built differently. He's built different. As Joe Rogan he's, said. The guy's built like a cannonball. Yeah. <laughs> as Joe Rogan said, yeah, that guy is pasty as fuck. All he does is work. Yeah, he probably doesn't see sunlight, does he? He, doesn't, he looks vitamin D deficient. Yeah. Like, genuinely. But... Here's why I think he could beat Mark Zuckerberg, yeah. I would not be surprised if he's, like, going to fuse himself with, like, a Tesla, potentially become a Transformer. Just, like, Neuralink in. Yeah, 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 Mechanical yeah. Tesla arm. Do you know what I mean? He's going to make... That'll like, be his finishing move. He might swap <laughs> his bones out with, like, titanium or some shit. Would you put it past him? And, he'll like, rather than being, like, the Wolverine, he'll be, like, the walrus. <laughs> Just, like... <laughs> I'm just saying anything's possible man yeah anything's actually possible I don't know what's going to happen we live in such fun yeah, times yeah 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 I feel like something happened I think it might have been the YouTube boxing that was like a blip in the timeline and now we're on some really fucking weird shit and like here we are Zuckerberg versus Musk well like there's been a lot of I've seen a lot of stuff which is like to say that after you know like 2012 yeah that after that basically we got put into a different timeline I don't know how, that, how how could you prove that? Well, you, the Mandela effect. Oh yeah. Yeah, because you know how you like remember things being a certain way. Yeah. So you know the the line, for example, like mirror, mirror on the wall, who's the first on them all? It's not that. That's is it? it's not that. Yeah. yeah. Like it is that. There was also, isn't it also, um, Luke? I am your father. And then the actual line is something different. Like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but like. That stuff happens, you know what I mean? So yeah, everyone says, Luke, I am your father. But actually, in reality, he says, no, I am your father. That's a lie. Yeah. It's Luke, I am your father. Um, there's loads of stuff. I, lo- I love the Mandela Effector stuff. Yeah, me too. It's so interesting. It, it, do- it does, you know, both the question, like, if, is there time travel or, like, whatever. We call it there was. Yeah, yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. But, like, stuff like that is nuts. Um. Yeah, but I'm interested to see the result of that one. Mm. We'll definitely cover it on the pod. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Sure. 100%. Um, Who knows? Maybe we'll be invited to do live commentary. Maybe by that point. Yeah, you never yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Imagine. <laughs> When's the fight due? Oh, they've not put a date yet, have they? Hopefully it's in September when I go what's to Rome. The, what's like, going to be the prize? Imagine if the prize is for like... You have to d- d- delete, delete, your, your, delete your platform. Wow, that'd be huge. It'd be hilarious. <laughs> I don't think it would ever be that. No, they'd never do. There's too many like shareholders and yeah, stuff involved. Yeah, there's yeah, too yeah. Much stake, but yeah, yeah. Um, cool. But yeah, mate, I want to ask you because you're you're watching Love Island at the moment, aren't I you? I'm watching Love Island. How is it? Okay, so conscious that when we're recording, like things are going to come out, like yeah. that happened since, especially since because it's every day. But I am at the bit where they've just done the recoupling after Castle Ramore. Okay. So, how is it? It's a great question. So, I have this thing with Love Island where it's like, I think they like, the producers and whatever, they just pick their favourites, basically, and they essentially groom them. 
like the original cast like they keep people in there's not enough chopping and changing in my opinion like people are staying in too long and it, i don't know it felt a bit boring but then castle and more happened castle and more happened and like the biggest switch up possible happens it's always great when the castle yeah happens, oh my god it. it's the best part of the, of the show i couldn't believe like i could believe it but it yeah. was like such good drama but then equally, they're just like, the producers are actually fucking with people's mental health. So it's kind of like... A but it's entertaining. <laughs> it is so entertaining. So entertaining. Imagine. So yeah, my opinion of Love Island this year is that it started a bit slow. It wasn't that exciting. There yeah. wasn't much drama. Then drama just started happening. And it's like been good okay. since. So yeah. And I'm, also, I'm, there's no couple that's like been together since Day Dot. Oh really? So there's no no obvious winner then? Not right now. Okay. There was, but now there isn't. Oh really? And well, but it Did... seems like ITV is grooming one. Okay. Got yeah. yeah. They do that, don't they? They like they try and... extra screen time. It's really interesting when like the, the islanders come out of the the villa, and like they all go on podcasts. They all do their little you know publicity bit, and um, you just hear them be like, "Oh yeah, no, all this happened, but it just wasn't. They just didn't show it show it on air." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like the the like these reality TV shows. They are all made in the edit. Like, you could just make any narrative you want, paint anyone to be the villain with just clever editing. Is, yeah. You can cut out whole, like, whole interactions between two people for a whole season and, like, no one will know. Yeah. But, yeah. That, so they're grooming, basically, like, Molly. She got kicked off. And then they brought her back. They've never done that. Have they ever done that before? Not in the same season. That's mad. And it was, like... I don't know how I felt about it because I just feel like there was a bit of, I don't want to say nepotism because that's not the right word, but like she used to work for ITV. Like, Oh, really? Yeah. And like essentially by that. bringing her back, they brought her back when they did Casa Amor. And it's like she already knew all the boys. So it's like she's Had a obviously leg going back for one specific person yeah. who she split up with, Zach. So it's like... Why did they bring her back? Because obviously they only brought her back for him. But it's like, why are they painting them out to be like Romeo and Juliet? Do you know yeah, what I mean? They're yeah. actually grooming like them to be. So they're gonna be the the, the couple. Yeah, they're gonna, gonna be the couple now because they're not gonna break up. Right. Yeah. But yeah. it's like, yeah. And also, everyone in Love Island is so fucking stupid. Yeah, because like they all say, sorry, I'm sure they're not, but they all say this thing when like weird shit happens where they're not expecting it. They're like, what are the chances? pretty fucking high you're on a reality <laughs> tv show where the producers are trying to create entertainment do you know what i mean like what the fuck that's so true like like what are the chances you'd come back in the villa pretty fucking a high a hundred percent oh like how often do second chances happen well you're on love island what the fuck do you think this is yeah yeah exactly you fucking idiot like oh like i'm so lucky i can't believe it i've got to take this chance it's like do you understand what's happened? Like yeah. the producers are trying to do this to you. You're being manipulated. The That's lack so of awareness funny. they have about where they are, and the awareness of what they, they that they know where they are as well. They was like, "Oh, things move so fast in here," but then they can't see that the producers are literally playing games with them. It's so infuriating. <laughs> it's actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I've listened. I've got, I've got some opinions. Go I know on. you do too. Yeah, I think that Love Island's minimum age requirement needs to change. Really? I do. I don't think it's right that like 18-year-old, 19-year-olds yeah. are allowed to go on the show. I think the show should be 21 plus. That's interesting. Because firstly, it seems like the cast is getting younger. That is true. Like most of them yeah. are born after the year 2000. Wow. 
I know for you that's like really that's young. young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To me, that's still like seven years old. Yeah, yeah. Do you in know my what I head. mean? Yeah, yeah. That's so, so firstly, most of them, yeah, and like, which is fine. You can be born the year two thousand and thereafter because you'll be over the age of twenty one. But they're literally sending people who have probably got the emotional maturity of a peanut, right? <laughs> and then haven't experienced life and are so vulnerable to manipulation as well. And more easily influenced at that for age. Sure. They say they do extensive I I don't know if they do extensive mental health checks on people before they go on reality TV show, but it looks intense. Like you're covering up with people, your feelings are getting hurt and you're exposed and you're on live TV. Like it feels as though it's not suitable for someone who's 18 years old. And I know the government says that 18 year olds are adults. And I know that people have children from the age of like 16 or whatever. I just know what I was like at 18. I know what you were like when you were like God. 18, 19. I Can know you imagine us at the age people. of 18? There is absolutely. Even, yeah, first year uni going on Love Island. Fucking no, hell. No, like, no, not at all. Like, as in, it's fucked that, like, it just couldn't have, like, flown. Yeah. Because you're still figuring out who you are at the age of 18, 19. Do you know what I mean? Because that those are such key developmental years. You've just left school. You're in the big world. You're learning about yourself, who you are, how you fit into the context of ultimately people who don't give a shit about you. Because when you're in school and at that age, lots of people give a shit about you. You've got your family, you've got your teachers. You know, that you're being mollycoddled and prepared for real life. But you can't get an experience of real life until you've experienced real life. So, I, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think you're just fickle at that point in time. And I don't think it's right that people who are just at that age are going into Love Island. I actually think, I think that's like such a fantastic point. Like, if you think about how key the years from 18 to 20 to 21, mm. that, I know for me anyway, they were such formative years where like you learn so much about yourself mm. and like you who you are things like that you're still like you're still growing up right and like to go on such a life-changing thing such as love island at the age of 19 fuck, fuck you up man like completely but you're going on that before you know who you are as a person uh i know like some people say oh yeah some some 19 year olds are really really mature but like i disagree like i think there's a, yeah completely disagree and there's like, a level to the maturity you would have yeah. you can be mature in the context of other 19 year olds but a 19-year-old and a 24-year-old are completely different. Wasn't like what's the what's the age the on maximum the age that you can be, have to be on Love Island? Is it like 30? A couple people went in in their 30s. I don't think really? they're strictly. They're not ages like that. Upper, yeah, but they're not going to send like 40-year-olds yeah. into Love Island. Or Jeez. Yeah. Also, it protects like some of the noncery that we're seeing in there. Mm. A couple years ago, yeah, you had um, I think his name was Michael go for Amber Rose Gill. There was like a 10-year age gap between them. Was there? Yeah. Or well, eight-year age gap. She was in her teens and he was in his late 20s. That is wild. That's like... I don't know necessarily if that should be normalised. Yeah. Like, that's like that's a big gap when you're yeah. like... Maturity-wise, it's just hu- exactly. huge. Exactly. Whereas 30 and 21 is a bit more like... Cool. It's far, Yeah. I think when you get past the age of 21, it's like... It's okay. Yeah, yeah. Which sounds r- ridiculous, but like... There is such a disparity in like mental maturity between the ages of 30 and 19 mm. like massive um but yeah i feel like is it me or is love island just no one talks about it anymore i know we're talking about it now but like this season like 
I don't know, like, no one at work's talking about it. I've, it just doesn't feel like it's part of the cultural zeitgeist as much as it used to be. Yeah. Like, okay, for example, are you seeing it on your TikTok feed and stuff? Like, people, I, I am, yeah. You are. So maybe it's just like my. It's because I'm watching a lot. So it, it fucking knows somehow. But yeah, I just feel like. But apparently, um, the. So the Winter Love Island that came out last year, that premiered to 1.4 million viewers for its first episode, right? Like two or three years ago, 3.3 million tuned in for the first episode. And apparently, this recent season, the summer one, um, 1.3 million. So I think like. The ratings are like slowly going down and down and down. Um, but like, I wonder what... I know do, why. Do, I think I've got a few reasons why. I think the first reason like Love Island just seems to be dying is I think the format's like stale. Okay. Done, they've done 10 seasons of it, right? They're not like changing it enough. Where like, you know, back in when Love Island was in its prime, they had like Casa Moore. That came out of nowhere. You're like, what the fuck? Another villa. That was like insane. That was such a massive twist to like the format of the show. And like it was, that's why it became must-watch TV, right? And now it's like, it's the same thing. Okay, it's the Casa more time. Okay, they might have the movie night. Oh, we've got to do that. It's the light. Like, it's the same beats are happening over and over again, season per season. The other problem was that is that like, you've got this like, the same kind of people. It's people who are already semi-influencers, right? And they want to just get a bigger following to get the brand deals. It's people searching for brand deals. When Love Island started, it wasn't like that. It was it was actually way more normal people. And people really enjoyed that. And I think the reason the ratings are going down now is because I think there's recently there's been some really, really good reality TV which hasn't involved influencer models, right? For example, did you ever watch Traitors on BBC? No. Now that is a... It, it was insane. It was basically like um, murder mystery in a house. There's two, two people in the murderers. There are like... 20 other people who are not mm. and it was it was Claudia Winkleman was the host it was honestly incredible and they literally got the widest range of people from all sorts of different backgrounds and that was like that did so well and that was such a massive hit for BBC because it was like oh these are normal people I can relate to now with Love Island they're just getting in like these supermodels you know coming in like people don't relate to it as much anymore because they're just not getting those normal people mm. and the other problem is that like because now you're 10 seasons in People are also just see, like, right, I'm going to be this character. I'm going to be the sort of the laddie, the Jack character. Or I'm going to be the sort of really nice, sweet, wholesome character. And it's like, have you not noticed it? When you've watched enough Love Island, you can see like, oh yeah, you fit into the the really sweet girl who gets her heart broken after Catherine Moore. You you guys are the, the couple that stay together from the beginning, that win it. Like, everyone just sort of seems to always fit into the same characters each time. And I don't know whether that's the producer's fault or whether that's contestants going on being like, I'm going to be this character because they're the ones who get brand deals and it's become too much of like a it's to do with the end goal rather than random people just going on it being oh fuck it, it'll be fun to go on love island you yeah. Know? yeah 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 so yeah i think that's why it's dying i think the reason it's dying is because since they introduced winter love island oh yeah it's yeah completely agree. i think that's why because then it's like overdone it's and you're not excited for it anymore it's just there all the time because it's literally there yeah. all the time mm. it lasts two months but now it must last four months over the year yeah, it's too much. It's like a third. A I'm, not, third. I'm not going to have a third of my year watching trash TV. That's like, it's too much. Because it's every. So I didn't watch the winter one this year, I but I watched watch the it, summer yeah. one because I just thought, oh, the summer yeah. one's the main one, even though it's supposed to be the same. But it's like, yeah, as you said, I'm pretty committed to watching Love Island most nights. I'm not going to yeah. lie to you because it's entertaining. But I can't give up like a third of my year. It's too much. Every single night watching Love Island. That's ridiculous. But uh, yeah, no, I, I actually think the the 
producers have done well this year to introduce a few more twists. Okay, so what what other twists have they done? They brought in a bombshell and they're like, oh, you have to pick someone to couple with. They pick someone and then usually the original person who was in the couple will just have to like walk around the villa and be all mopey. Yeah. And they were just like, she got a text and she was like, you're going home. What? But that's the one who returned, Molly. That's pretty wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was pretty, good. Yeah. They also like cre- split up like the couple who was together from the start. How did they, they do that? split them up. Because, so basically, Ella and Ty were together. Yeah. And then they sent Ella to Casa Amor with all the girls. And then they brought in, she's from Scotland, and is a model. And they brought in someone who she used to fancy from her town in Scotland. He, like, was a model as well. And who, who she, like, fancied right before going into Love Island. And Ty used to mess around. But then this guy, Uzi, came in. And Uzi. she's just like, oh, my God. This is, like... What are the chances? And it's like, again, <laughs> again, pretty fucking high. The like, producers could put in anyone they want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, orchestrated. <laughs> and yeah, and so yeah, they br- and so she was with this guy called Ty who were together from like the start and then they split up now. Well, we'll find out more. So that was pretty good. I think if I were a producer in Love Island, I would be doing shit like splitting up couples randomly. Mm. And splitting them up and be like, time for your test. You guys aren't allowed to couple up in the next recoupling. And you have to go on three dates with these people or something. Uh, yeah, I think I was, if I was a producer, I'd sort of put more focus into just fucking shit up. Yeah. Just like fuck up the dynamics, pit people against each other. Like just, do you know what? What they're missing? They, they need to ply them with booze. Dude, Facts. That's what they're missing. Just fuck. Honestly, apparently they have a two drink rule on Love no, Island. No, no, no. Dude, Get you're not you're, you're looking at the, it straight, right? Honestly, I guarantee you, if you reverse that rule and you ply them with like minimum one bottle of wine each a night, right? Imagine the dramas. Facts. People are hor- sorry to interrupt. Sorry. People are like so much more likely to fuck up when they're drunk yeah. and so much more likely to argue with people and be confrontational. And that's what we want to see. Mm. We want to see that. So like, just ply them with booze, man. Completely agree with you. Completely agree with you. They need to ply them with booze. Not every night. Not every night. But maybe on the weekend. When they give them parties, give Once them a week. booze. Right? Give them booze. You're going to be editing it anyway. Give them booze. Yeah. Let there be drama. Send the boys on a night out one time. Yes. Don't keep them in the villa. Yes. Send them on a night out. Yeah. See what happens. And then you play back the stat footage and everyone watches it live. 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 <laughs> live. I love exactly. it. Yeah. Do stuff like that. Seriously. Just fuck, fuck, fuck everything things up. up. Yeah. Send the boys to <laughs> send the boys to get a massage, but to a happy ending massage place, yeah? Yeah. See what happens. See which ones <laughs> say no. Play that footage back. <laughs> Do everything in your power. Do, do everything, everything. everything in your power to make sure that they fuck up completely. Exactly. Then you send that footage back to the girls. Exactly. Or vice versa. You know? Like, fuck, mate. Yeah, there's so much potential for it to just, like, be so much more juicy than it is. Oh, my God. Get so someone, much more. Trust me. Get people's exes to walk in. Yes. Stuff like that. Like, there's actually so much chaos that could be caused. Yeah. Now, you know what What Love Island is actually missing is they need to start, they need to send, like, the boys, all the girls on, on separate nights out. Yeah. they don't do that. They need to have them out and just see what happens. Because that, love that would cause problems. I'm and then the next now, day, they both get VHS tapes and they have to watch each other's. Separated in yeah. other rooms. And, and they edit, and you can edit the footage to make either each party look the worst possible. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. We should be the fucking producers. I was literally of this show. thinking that. Honestly, I. 
I've got more ideas. Do you know what also they should do? Right? You know they're like, oh, like we're all going to this other villa and all this other. Do you know what? Keep the same amount of beds. Just add in another twenty people, free for all. <laughs> just people sleeping on the floor. Yeah, people yeah, fighting yeah. over beds. Just like bring like. 35 people in for like three days and it's a fight you know just just mix shit up mm, you know mm, mm. um i mean there's probably some you know ethical concerns there yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> no but there's so much they could do on in casa and more if they see two people who are getting cozy they should send the person who was originally coupled up with them to like walk in yeah like bust down the door catch them in the act yeah like that kind of stuff that's heart racing stuff yeah but you're right they need to chop and change it up but they've, they've done really well this season to like really dial yeah. up the drama. I was like super impressed. Oh, I'm kind of, maybe I should have watched this Bro, one. Bro, uh, yeah, he's in, yeah, yeah. This, well, we could probably start watching another three months' time when it's winter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're probably going to introduce like a spring one. Yeah. <laughs> love, love Island all year round. <laughs> <laughs> Every single night. Honestly, just it's like, going to become more like a soap. Yeah, literally. <laughs> like EastEnders, but it just doesn't end. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Um, so, one final bit of news, Sarav. Uh, Matty Healy, we've spoken about Matty Healy on the podcast, but um, yeah, sorry, I, I kind of like him. But um, I went to see him actually. I went to see 975 at Finsbury Park um, on Sunday. How was it? Do you know what? Listen, I like 975. Yeah, I'm not like an Uber. I was with some of my mates. I like mega mega fans. Knew all the lyrics to all the songs. I'm like, I'm. A, I like it. I like their music, but honestly, it was a fucking great gig. He he's actually a fantastic front man. Mm. He's a great performer. He's is is singing exactly like it is on like when you hear it on spotify like, it's so so good um but he was he was he was very he's a very interesting like because he's like he, he's drinking like a bottle of like prosecco for the whole set and he's like kind of like, i don't know if he's pretending or if it's a bit but he was like stumbling around drunk and singing and like and then um it was really random so he like we do this it's like a you know two over two hours set right he plays all his like all his main songs it was really good and then it ends and he gets on his knees and there's a big T-bone steak in front of him, right? A raw T-bone steak. And he 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 um he picks it up and he just bites into it. And he just starts eating this raw T-bone steak. I was like, fucking hell, this is this is a random end to it. Um and then he like this there's this TV in front of him and he starts doing like press ups and stuff. And uh, they're like playing some other old footage and stuff. And then he stops and then he crawls through the TV, and then that was the end. No encore, no other song. That was how it ended. It was the most bizarre ending to a gig I've ever seen in my life. Really, really weird. It's um, like um, really weird. Like really weird. Yeah, I, I, I was trying to figure out like what's the messaging he's trying to do here, but I th- apparently he's done it all his other, uh, all his other gigs as well. He eats a T-bone steak, does press ups in front of the TV, and then that was it. I thought he was going to make some statement about veganism or something. No, he just fucking he just ended it right there. Um, What's but incentive? Yeah, like, fuck knows with Matty Healy. But yeah, he's been in the news recently. Um, uh, like, he's apologised for all his comments on the Alex Friedland podcast. I don't know if you've seen that. No, what? So, like, yeah, he's, he's obviously a fairly controversial person as it is, but he basically went on this podcast. I mean, he must have been drunk or something, right? But um, <laughs> he basically just said some absolutely horrendous stuff, oh, right? What? So he basically was talking about Ice Spice and he said he was just saying how he slid into her DMs and he hadn't had a response. And then like him and the, and the podcast host were like, um, they were like trying to figure out like, oh, is, is she Hawaiian? Is she Chinese? And they were basically like making light of her like her ethnicity. <laughs> and then they were like doing like impressions and stuff. So that was really bad. He got a lot of flack for that. This, this is really bad, right? So he said he basically... He watches this porn site, 
right, that focuses on the humiliation and degradation of women of colour, right? Um, you see, like, just nonchalantly revealed this in a podcast, right? Um, and apparently, like, Reddit users, like, looked up this... Um, this website and apparently it's like absolutely horrific and he just nonchalantly said that he watches it in a podcast like really really fucked up um and like yeah he like just went on to just say like lots of really really questionable stuff for this podcast so he got like loads of flack for this uh basically like cancelled but i think he's been cancelled so many times before um but that's he's, he's done others like outside of this podcast like he also did like the nazi salute on stage um he also like in i think in 2016 as well you know he obviously dated t- taylor swift for a bit he was like, oh, I'd never date, date Taylor Swift because like it would emasculate me, and he got loads of flack for that, which is why like all the Taylor Swift fans were fucking livid when they found out they they were dating. Um, so yeah, a bit of a questionable guy. Yeah, I've said it before. <laughs> Great I'll, music though. And I'll, I'll Great say it music. Again. <laughs> Just like need to cancel that dickhead. Honestly, like, I've had do enough. You, do of you like his life. music? Do you like any of the 1975 songs? I like the first album. First album. If you listen, listen to the other out, they are good. I think he's a great frontman, a great musician, but I do think like he just needs to hold his tongue a bit, because like don't don't, don't be like Kanye. Don't like say stuff that's like irredeemable. That you just have to stop making music. I just feel like he just like who does he think he is? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like who does he actually think he is? I don't know. He thinks he's like some lost. Someone from like a past generation of like rock stars, but he's just but he's just not, and he plays like his music's a little bit wet. Yeah, his music's wet. Like I didn't really like. Do you know what I mean? Like Mm. who is he? Yeah. Like why does he have like the fan base that he does? People love him. I don't know why. People love him. An atrocious person. I think I think it's more like they like his music than him, Um, and I think like. Look, he says some questionable stuff. Such weirdo. But he he is like charismatic and eccentric, and I think when you're dealing with like a fr- like people who don't know 1975, most likely know Matty Healy, right? And I think being a front man of like a rock band, it's like you. I guess he's just trying to do all he can to just be like out there and put his name out there, you know. I just like. But yeah, Matty Healy, weird, weird, weird broke, man. Weird just leave bloke. him, leave him out. Honestly, um, yeah, that's my opinion of Matty Healy. Yeah. Put him in the bin. Put him in the bin. So what's he doing? DMing I Spice, thinking Mate, he's going to get a response, and then taking the piss out of her on a podcast. Donut, honestly. Absolute donut. Absolute honestly, donut. bro, come on, man. Yeah. I just feel like you, you got to know who you are. <laughs> and that's easy. Know your boundaries. Know your boundaries. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? And also the fact that he DMs her and then he's te- watching this. Porn site. Yeah, it's better dodgy. It's really like, dodgy. Just says a lot, yeah. like, and he's saying it nonchalantly. I think he enjoys being controversial. I think it's that. I actually like. I don't believe. I wouldn't be actually, surprised if all of this is it's bollocks. Probably all and it's bullshit. Just, yeah, and it's literally just him trying to. Maybe he's really good at yeah. marketing. I also think like his whole heroin thing that he's. Oh, I was yeah, really you into said heroin. He was I think it's complete bollocks. Yeah, I, I think just, he might have tried it once. And then he was like, oh, this would be a good little phase for me to have in my sort of big career as a rock star. Because I'm not a real rock star unless I try heroin. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. think that's all it was. Probably. Yeah. I think realistically, it's because I don't think he's... Okay, this is going to sound like such a... This is a controversial thing to say, yeah? I think realistically, and I don't know too much about it, so please tell me if I'm wrong. I think Matty Healy realistically did not have like a difficult upbringing and like he's a nepo baby yeah exactly i think he probably had a really really like chilled upbringing and is like relatively privileged in that sense yeah not saying he's an arsehole because he's i don't think all privileged people are arseholes yeah but i think he was relatively probably relatively privileged 
got to a position and a place where actually he doesn't probably fit in because a lot of people who are in the industry or whatever maybe haven't had such an easy ride yeah he was a nepo baby and i think he feels like he needs to be outrageous in to give himself some kind of persona as someone with stories because Mm. realistically doesn't have any he hasn't got a past to like speak and there's nothing wrong with not having a past but i think he's basically trying to create something out of thin air because he's like that's really interesting and that's just an opinion that's that's i love that yeah no yeah Yeah. and i think like he's just trying to say all this stuff because he's trying to be given the character of this guy's like off the rails like what's he gonna do next what's he gonna say next yeah and he's got that persona but like to be honest it pisses me off he's quite do you think he's trying to be like the sort of kanye like oh he's like a mad genius you know like oh he's so crazy he says all these outrageous stuff but like he makes amazing music you know i don't think you can compare him to kanye for a number of reasons. <laughs> I said, like, Kanye's way worse. Well, Kanye's way worse, and in my opinion... No, okay, my let's opinion, not, I'm not talking, like, Nazi Kanye. I'm talking, like, back when, like, 2016 Kanye, yeah. where he used to just, like, come off of these, like, mad rants and stuff. Like, well, yeah, I still And think... just be in the news for all sorts of weird stuff. Well, yeah, he you know? said some horrific stuff. Yeah. And, like, also, he's just, in my opinion, way more talented than Ma- uh, Matty. I'd agree with that. Yeah, yeah. way more talented. Way more. Like, yeah. Yeah, and... I don't know, Kanye didn't have like an easy upbringing either, which means that maybe there's more of a reason for why he he's like, no, nah, okay, I'm going to stop myself now yeah. before I say something nuts. But no, nah, not that, I don't know. I just think like, yeah, I think maybe Kanye has actual like trauma from his past, whereas just Matty Healy, I think he's trying to create trauma. Yeah, that's, I completely agree with that. So that's why I don't think you can compare them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, fuck you, Massey Healy. <laughs> On that note. <laughs> yeah, straight up. But yeah, guys, thank you very much. This has been a fun episode. I've enjoyed it. Episode, episode 20. 20. Listen, continue to tune in because it's only going to get better. This has been fun, but it's yeah. It's been great. Um, where can they find us? Guys, you can find us on Spotify. You can find us on um, Apple Podcasts or wherever you find your podcasts. Uh, and for short form content, you can find us at, at uh, larger than life underscore LTL. Lama Tango Lama. Um, you can find us on TikTok. You can find us on Instagram. Um, you know, give us a follow. Threads. Subscribe. Fucking hell. You can also follow us at Threads. Is it the same handle? Like the life underscore LTL. Um, so yeah, guys, follow us there. Um, and we'll see you on the next one. Cheers, guys. Peace. Thanks very much.